Good morning or early afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, crypto traders worldwide. I have a few points I want to stress up front before I get into today's more extensive update. So let's get the easy stuff out of the way. First of all, if you are a Saitama investor and you happen to be using Apple devices, you may have or may have not noticed that the Cytomask application showed up on the Apple App Store. This is only Apple as far as we can tell. This is the official application as far as it's from the developers of the Saitama token and the mask wallet. However, it is not ready for prime time. I recommend you do not download it yet because it is considered a beta version of the software. Number one, number two, there are some, they're still working on some stuff. And number three, they're waiting for the Certic audit to complete before they do an official launch. And most importantly, number four, when you do software on the crypto side, generally you're going to put it to the test net as they refer to it. And the test net is a valid address. So we don't want to see that you send any tokens to this because you will lose your currency. So please do not, I recommend, do not download it yet. Wait for official announcements coming from the Satama team. If it helps people that are not on social media, as I suspect many of you are not, I'm happy to do an out of cycle if and when I see it come through. However, the this being noticed came through like crack of dawn my time, like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. So I may not catch it till a little bit later. And if you're browsing the app store and you just happen to see it, that might stumble you. So if I notice it before you do, then I'm happy to give that information. The survey got it's roughly about 95% complete, which means it'll be a little bit after the midway point of December. It's still on target to potentially complete by Christmas. But my suspicion, as I mentioned, is that uh, it won't be till after Christmas that you actually see the actual wallet released. I could be wrong. The team might take the results and feel so confident about them that they decide to kind of go with it because at this point it's really the satama team that is controlling the release of the wallet and they want to make sure that the audit and all the findings are resolved before they do so so if you're in a satama position my recommendation is don't touch it if you're an apple don't touch it don't download it but just be aware that it from a credibility perspective it is the official wallet they have confirmed this at least it's just not ready for prime time until they give the green light if you're not on social media and I happen to notice it, I'm happy to do an out-of-cycle update to help you out so you know when it's you get the good light to go. If you're on the Android side, you have no idea what the heck I'm talking about because Google is a lot better about it's it's probably there in their in their data, but they're hiding it so that it's not people don't inadvertently download it before it's ready. So then for us that are that are that don't like Tim Cook, we are able to be safe because the app store is not gonna let us do harm to ourselves. But Please don't go out and like search like APK Pure or any of the other sites to try to download it manually. Fortunately, it looks like possibly the developer team has done a great job going out and making sure to redirect those to satamatoken.com so that people don't inadvertently download the APK and then get wrecked, as they say in the business. So that's Satama. Just I want to put that out there. And I want to talk about, I'm going to be talking about a new, I don't want to say new, but it is somewhat new, token. Um, as I haven't done in a while, this one's starting to get a little bit more noise to it, and I want to kind of do some analysis about that token. But before I get into my new token or newish token, I want to talk about one that may have come across your radar, especially if you're in the United States and especially if you're on Coinbase because they've put it up front on a couple of occasions, and I want to just briefly mention it. I have not done a deep dive on it. I would have to dedicate an episode to it because there's a lot to it. But I just want to mention it here. That one's Yearn Finance. That's Yearn.Finance. Yearn.finance has been out 
I think it was over a year. I believe it was the fourth quarter of 2020. They showed up and their price has probably made you kind of blink. Like what the heck is going on with this guy? Because its price movement has been very similar to the way that Bitcoin has worked. And I want to just clarify, there's a couple of things in play with the way urine finance has done what it's done. First of all, yes, it did copy the scarcity method of Bitcoin. It does not have a significant amount of inventory. And so a lot of that has played into the price movement. It has, yes, indeed, doubled in price from $20,000 and plus. So this is all legit. Now, at one point, this guy was under like at $1,000 way back, and this would have been mid-2020 when it first launched-ish, was like $1,000, so it was dirt cheap, and now it's $30,000. Well, that tells me two things. Number one, it is it was able to use the scarcity methodology in order to drum up price movement, significant price movement, simply by virtue of a lack of inventory. The circulating supply is low, but it's even lower than the total supply, which tells me that there's some burn that happened at some point that has contributed to it, but its market cap is really low. It's less than two million or two billion rather. And so I suspect, and this is only my theory, that number one, the price is legitimate as it is. Number two, if you want to invest in it as part of a diverse portfolio, there's no I see no reason not to. It's not a scam. It's not any of this. If it was a scam, it would not be on Coinbase, I can assure you of this by now, this far after the fact. But more importantly, I want you to be considerate of the potential for future price movement. Remember, many of us have said, you know, if we had back in 2011, 2012, 2013, bought into the Bitcoins at that time, we would be super wealthy by now, right? The dude that spent, what, $1,200 or whatever on pizzas, and you just don't know. A lot of this is a guessing game. Urine finance is that guessing game as well because it is at an early stage in its pricing. Now, the reason I don't think it's going to skyrocket significantly above its peak, which was $80,000, it looks like, I don't think it's going to go significantly above this primarily because of Bitcoin's presence in, the, in what we have right now. Like it's harder for it to reach that number without some more hard utilities behind it that make it worth that. And then based on the number of wallets that would hold the token over time, it's going to tell us, okay, what's, what does this look like? Are we talking like a hedge fund that holds the vast majority of them where that hedge fund could tank the token? That happened. Um, it's also been subject to um, tokens that were stolen, just like with Bitcoin. So it has fundamental problems. I just want to stress to you that the price movement you saw is legitimate. It's a legit player. I don't see a reason not to invest in it. You just want to make sure that you are obviously only investing what you can afford to lose. And I cannot tell you if you're going to be super wealthy on it, but it is something that you want to at least look at on your free spare time. I will potentially do an out of cycle on it later, but there's so much to it and what they built. It would truly take a dedicated episode for me to break down all the nuts and bolts on it. So do take a look and research it, but I'm not going to extensive cover it here. I felt it deserved to mention because of the price movement I was seeing is pretty volatile at this point. And it's, it's now garnering attention, I guess is the best way to say it. So let's get into our token. And again, the reason I'm covering this token now is because this token has started to drum up more interest primarily on social media platforms. It's an Ethereum based token. Its name is Ridge. Um, although its name is Ridge, it's another dog token. However, 
the unique thing about this token, number one, that stands out, and feel free to go take a look at the site. It's ridge.fi. Feel free to take a look. But the unique thing about this one, as I understand it, and this was talked through to me from other sources. So I have not dug deep into it. But as I understand it, at least one of the people involved in the project now was made wealthy by way of Satama as an early investor and they cashed out and then they decided to use their money to build up another token in parallel to support other people to getting wealthy. I have not verified this. This is what was told to me. As I look at the list of people who are involved with the project, there's a pattern that I see. Many of them are investors in Satama. Many of them are investors in Chib. One of them is an investor in Bellis. So there's a lot of overlap in token awareness, meaning that it's not like the other tokens that are full throttle dedicated to a one investment and they're trying to initial get rich and that's their only motivation to do so. It seems like that they have come together more community style as common investor as a group and said, hey, this is something that we want to do. It has submitted through to CoinMarketCap, so it's already visible and aware there. It is submitted through to CoinGecko, so it's already visible and aware there. It's been featured on various sites um, covering financial news. And if you look at their website, when I, the number one thing I do is to try to understand, well, what's the benefit to the investor? Because at the end of the day, the investor is the boss. And any token that disagrees with that is not worth, I don't think, your time. So I try to see what's the benefit to the boss, to the bosses, right, to the investors. There's, they have some burn mechanics, but they also have hooked the reflection mechanic, which is not a significant reflection, but they, they build all this together, burn and reflection, and coupled it with a charity situation. So some of the money that is accumulated by way of the utility of the project is then sent to charities. If you are a, a fan of charity donations from these type of projects, this is probably one that you want to look at because it's pretty clear how they do it and they give evidence of having done it. Now, I would caution you, there are ways that you can verify the donations directly with the recipient by contacting them and just verifying that, yes, you did get a donation. Yes, it did come from this source. Yes, the check didn't bounce and so on. Because there have been situations in the past where they've said, and I remember this with a dog token, I forget its name, where they said, yeah, we give, or it was reforestation, and they said, yeah, we gave money to this organization to reforest something in Canada or something. And, it, you know, they contacted, one of the investors contacted the org that was reported, and they said, we ain't get no money, what you talking about? And so then it, that raised the scam of what they were doing is they had done a donation to an organization, but it was for like a fraction of the amount that they claimed that they did. So the organization was different, number one. Number two, the amount was different. And number three, they then later drained the liquidity and it became a scam. I'm not calling them a scam. I'm saying that when you have any project, no matter what it is, and they claim to give to charities, and they, they should be, because it's all part of due diligence, they should be telling you who was the recipient of it, We're talking about the company, talking about the individual, what was the method of giving that funding, was it a check, was it an ACH, a wire, and then how much was given. And they should be able to correlate that to the pool that was used to pay these people. So if they said, yes, we purposely set aside in their tokenomics a wallet specifically for charity purpose, which Ridge does do, you should be able to get that wallet address from them. You should be able to find an amount. And then the next time that they issue funds from there, 
obviously there's a reflection that's going to replenish this. And you should be able to do straight math to say, yes, they said they gave $10,000 to this organization. I see there was a debit of $10,000 done by whatever. And I see there's a check for $10,000. And I see this person at the team of the token is handing a check to this other person. And da, da, da. All of that is due diligence. You want to make sure that everything they claimed can be proven ultimately. If they gave the money from, you know, profits that you should have realized. So let's say that they have a reflection mechanic and it's, they tell you, you're going to get 5% reflections. You do the calculation. turns out you're getting 3% reflections and the other two is going somewhere else that you didn't get. Even if they gave it to the charity, that's still misleading. It's misrepresenting investor funds, which if it were not crypto would be illegal since it's crypto, it's perfectly legal. You might be okay with it. The problem is they have stated to you, you're supposed to get 5%. So they're technically stealing from you, robbing Peter to pay Paul, which is not good because it means that things would not be sustainable. You would become insolvent after a period of time, similar to the way social security is going to become insolvent in a few years. So make sure whenever they make claims to you as an investor, that you can prove everything that they're saying. And anybody who is reputable should be able to tell you exactly what the heck's going on. The nice thing about Ridge is that if you look at their website, each of the different buckets that tell you about what's happening with the funds is linked directly to where things are going with the exception of the marketing and dev wallets. So for example, the dev wallets locked liquidity, they make it the claim and then the marketing wallets locked liquidity, they make the claim and then they link you to team finance. Ideally it would link you straight to the wallet address in team finance, the actual search result, just so you can verify it. But that's a small thing because you can always type it in there. And then the main liquidity pool is locked with Unicrypt. And then there, they link you straight to that actually wallet address with the liquidity locked. So you can independently verify it. This is what you want to see. You want to see that they want the smoke and they're willing to prove what we claim to be true. So that you can independently verify it as an investor. I love seeing this. I also love seeing that there's not an egregious amount of money going to the marketing wallet, to the dev wallet, and it's fair split, reasonably fair split to the investors that get reflections plus the liquidity pools and the marketing. So I love all that. They're also on exchanges now. So I had this argument, of course, with the affinity token team that you really need to be on exchanges because that's where you're going to find the bulk of the money. And as a result, we've seen some really high jumps from this wallet, from this uh, token. And predominantly, I can almost guarantee you, the vast majority of them are buying from an exchange, one or the other one. Likely, it's coming from the Hotbit side, but they're also on LBank, Coinsbit, AZBit. Since it's Ethereum, if you don't want to go to an exchange, you would need to go to Uniswap and you will get nailed on gas fees. So be aware of that if you do want to buy in, that it is Ethereum-based, not Binance. And as I mentioned on the previous episode, that means you should not be querying it on PooCoin because PooCoin will not return results. If you want to research this particular token, I will recommend you go to dextools.io, D-E-X-tools.io, and you can query the token there and get some graphs and information. Do not go to PooCoin for this because it's Ethereum. Another point is that they, again, did submit for the CERTIC audit. It is not complete yet. However, you can get at least basic security score on it. It seems pretty solid from what I've seen in all the tokenomics and everything. I do think that once that CERTIC audit is released, it's going to add credibility. And I'm, I'm pleased to see that they submitted early for it because that was, that was a challenge for many tokens is waiting too long to get the audit in so that you can get the results somewhat quick. 
However, because they did it kind of up front and they decided to get on exchanges up front, to me, that means that your velocity is going to happen faster. Now, I say that and I want to talk about the graphs for this guy because there are some things I noticed in the price movements for the token. This is not one that has like 18 zeros after the fact and, you know, you're going to become a millionaire just by a couple days worth of whatever. This one's going to take some time before you're able to see significant amounts of profit on it and there's heavy sell pressure on it just because some of the early adopters where it had a little bit more zeros to it were able to then cash out and there are some people that are kind of day trading it which is natural when you're on the exchanges so i want to make sure that if you do buy into it you understand it's a long-haul investment this one's probably not going to generate significant amounts of profit until probably early 2023 is my guess now you hear that and number one, I could be wrong, but number two, you're like, why is it going to take so long? You got to understand that when you have a condensed inventory, which this one appears to have a significantly condensed inventory to it, when you have that scenario happen, it's harder for you to generate the same kind of raw profit that you would have as a significant inventory has. Remember, Dogecoin, which started with a constrained inventory, took eight years before it had any significant price movement. We're talking dropping of up to three or four zeros. It took eight years to get to that point. Now that more people are in crypto, it's not going to take nearly that long, but it's certainly not going to be situations where you're going to get super wealthy within two months like you could do with something else that has a lot more zeros where it's easier to drop the zeros just by virtue of inventory supply. Ridge has a billion, excuse me, a trillion, not a billion, a trillion in its total supply. And according to the, the nodes, the circulating supply is the same, which means that all tokens are now owned by various wallets. And if there was an issue of a token, it's going to come out of what's already been in circulation. As a result, the fully diluted market cap and the market cap are pretty much at the same. When you see that those two variables would be roughly the same, it generally means you're not going to get significantly additional price movements out of it. Doesn't mean you won't get any, but it means it's going to be harder for you to see significant price movements going forward just because the amount of tokens that are available to circulate versus the amount that are actually circulating is already the same. People already own the tokens. What throws this, and I called this out before on other tokens, there's a wallet that's holding a lot of the tokens, but it's actually the so-called dead wallet, which many tokens are using to quote, burn their tokens. And I mentioned on a previous episode, there are two ways to, quote, burn a token. One is to actually execute a burn contract, which is what I prefer, which takes it out of total supply, takes it out of circulation, completely constrains the inventory. Then there's the dead wallet, and the dead wallet is used by multiple tokens, and it's just a dumping ground that nobody has access to. I don't like the second because although the second does, it does take it out of the ability to own it, it doesn't really truly destroy it, which means it doesn't affect your supply and thus does not really give the true constraint that you want to see. So when you have something like a SHIB where it's been doing transactional burns or something like a Satama that has been doing recurrent burns per transaction or other ones that do burns according to NFT minting or some other method where there's a burn and they see them execute a contract to actually explicitly burn those tokens. That's what I prefer to see take it out of the supply completely to force a constraint on supply. And then, yes, that does mean that people who buy in later, they have to wait longer in order to get any sort of profit. But it does also provide 
stronger price movements in a shorter period of time. That said, it doesn't mean that this one's not going to have significant price movement upwards because it's nowhere near its all-time high. But I just think it's going to have a harder time to get back up there unless it does that does a true burn for the same reason that SHIB has a hard time beating its, pre, its initial all-time high. Because in SHIB's case, it took them a while to actually do true burns and take it out of supply. And because of that ambiguity, the coin market cap numbers got jacked. And then as a result, we saw the thing spike to unreasonable numbers high. And then it settled back down when coin market cap said, okay, wait a minute, this isn't really burned. They're actually still there. There's like 200, whatever, 200 trillion or 200 quadrillion or whatever still left. I think the same issue happens here where it'll go up, but it's a long play. It's going to take some time for it to get to any level of success. Now, when I describe that to you, I don't want you to be turned off on potentially investing in it if it makes sense because they have done a great job of the utility side of things. I would argue that certainly community seems to be solid and their use case in terms of charity donations is one worth doing. But there are other mechanics that they do that I think should catch your eyes. They should do um, some games where you're going to be able to play to earn other types of tokens. I mentioned on another one that I would love to see more of this collaboration between tokens where there makes sense. When you think of something like a SHIB and the idea that you can earn a Ryoshi Vision directly from ShibaSwap, that's an example, but it requires you spend gas in order to stake your tokens, and then it requires you earn gas to take your tokens out. So you could spend $200-ish just to be able to support the other token. Well, it's cheaper just to buy the other token, right? So you're not really getting the benefit of this great you know, comparison between the two. Whereas when Ridge says we're going to create games that allow you to play to earn other types of tokens like a SHIB, I think that's exciting. I think it's compelling. When you're going to be able to get NFT drops from it, I think that's exciting. I think it's compelling. And if you pair the NFT drop to the charity activities, you have created an incentive for people to want to give to the charities, which should give an incentive to more people wanting to be bought into the process. I will stress a couple of things that may cause a couple of people to freak out, but I want to reassure you of why. And then I'll wrap this up. There's a plan for them to create their own, basically their own swap. There's a plan for them to create a wallet. There's a plan for them to potentially get on another network. So like a Binance or a Phantom or a Polygon. There's a plan to get on every major exchange. There's a plan to renounce ownership. All of that has not happened and is not scheduled to happen until roughly the tail end of 2022. That means that they are working at a very methodical pace, more so than what you might expect from a token. However, the timeline of their activities and the reason I'm calling this out and I don't want you to be concerned about it, the timeline that they're doing it is a very methodical, careful timeline that prioritizes the, the functional mechanics of giving to the charities, but also the build out of the various marketing outlets and getting the word out and getting more exchanges on board over time, getting to the point that you increase your holder pool as much as you can, because you know that that money is going to support the marketing efforts that you want to do as well as start building out what the NFT looks like and capitalizing on the current popularity of the NFT space. And then of course, SHIB and its potential future price movements, they're running pretty much lockstep with everything else that's going on in the industry. And so I'm saying tail into 2022, you should not think of that as a bad thing. 
you should think of that as a great thing because it means this team has taken the time to really think about what they want the token to do in support of a of a portfolio parity with other tokens that we saw have been successful, but they made mistakes. This team has clearly learned from the mistakes of other tokens in building this token, and they're supporting those other tokens with mechanics that then allow you to earn those other tokens. So they're not doing what I saw in other ones that say, nope, it's all about us. They're saying, no, we want you to have diversity. We want to offer other tokens. We want you to be able to use this thing to support what we're doing, but also we want to incentivize the, the fact that you're doing it. And oh, by the way, some of the money that you're doing this for goes to a great cause. I can't think of a better way for utility and strong thought of the process of a token from cradle to grave than the way that they've done it. I will give one caveat and I'll close. Make sure that you do your own research and you agree with what I'm saying. Don't just blindly take what I'm saying. You should do your own research and see if you agree with what I'm saying in the potential for this guy to go farther than any that we've seen, even though its price movement might be at a standstill, it could buck the trend. You could be looking at the next doge. And I want to make sure that you are just as confident in what I see and don't just blindly take what I see, because if you don't do your own due diligence and you blindly jump into something, then you're going to potentially lose money. Now, of course, if you follow the rule and only invest what you can afford to lose, maybe you can just throw some money at it and just sit on it. But I think it's important for this one that you also invest in the other things that they're doing. So they play to earn. I think you should invest in that. I think you should look in the NFTs if you never have. Make sure you look at that as well and see if you can support them as you invest in them as more than just a money investor, but that you're actually making use of what they're doing. And the reason I say that is because you want to also give them feedback of what's working and what's not working because they strike me as open to that feedback. They're available on a lot of platforms, Reddit and Facebook and Git and Discord. So I think they're open to that feedback. They even have an email address. That's rare for tokens. Uh, I think they want the feedback. I think they want the smoke. And I can't think of anything more positive than a team, a group who wants to do the right thing and they want the smoke. Um, all of them are on Twitter, it looks like. They got their Twitter accounts all staged up there. I don't know if they're all nerds or they just required that, but regardless, it's it's good for you because you can reach out to them directly and ping them with questions. I'm going to make sure I mention them um, on Twitter as well so that they know that I talked about the token and covered it, and I, I have nothing but positive things to say at least about their approach that I can see. I think it's worth at least your investigation to determine if it makes sense for you. Kudos to them for credit and for prioritizing getting on exchanges because I think some tokens fail at that, frankly. Kudos to them for prioritizing getting the audit, just paying for it, getting it done, getting it out the way. And kudos to them for their social media strategy. Nothing but kudos for them. Again, the only thing that would concern of any concern I can think of for me is the human element always plays a factor. Many times you have a token that's a solid, it's as rock solid as it can be, and you think that it shouldn't have any issues, but then just because of people, right? Egos get in the way, and then one rogue developer tanks the thing. We've seen it time and again. And hopefully this group, as they've come together, has also had those conversations about we need to level set expectations about what it is and that there's kind of duplicity of authority, meaning that no one developer can tank the token, no one developer can withdraw whatever, no one token can cause harm to all the investors, 
even if that person is the CEO of the company, hopefully they've had that conversation and they kind of level set and said, this is what it is. And I'll say this, if any of the folks here would love to, I would love to have the conversation with you and dig a little bit deeper into what you're planning in the future, because I do see strong potential in what you got. And it looks like you've thought this out so well, well more than many of the other ones have done. And if you do have somebody who, whether that's the CEO or whether it's a spokesperson, doesn't matter. I would be excited to have a conversation with you guys about where you're going as a project and the kinds of things that you envision for the crypto community in general. Also kind of the ecosystem as it evolves and talking through just getting people excited about what's going to happen on the radar. So that's what I got for you today. Again, if you are a Satama investor, I strongly recommend just not touching the app if you're on Apple. Just ignore it for now. At some point, they should give an announcement. At that point, feel free to go ahead and, and do it and then jump in. One caveat on that, though, there apparently have been some issues from people that did look at it and they saw, like, typos and all that. you got to understand that when you're dealing with people that are not necessarily from your country of native origin, you're going to have issues where they just don't spell check or grammar check or any of that kind of stuff. It happens too, too much, frankly, but it happens. So try not to give them too much flack, but do give them that feedback when you do see those things because I'm sure that they would be open. I'm hoping, let me clarify, I'm hoping they would be open to hearing things that would help other people and the credibility of the project. But for now, I would not bother downloading it. Just wait for the official announcement. If I hear it before you, you will get an out-of-cycle update from me whenever I am aware of it. And then finally, the... Uh, guest I was going to have today needed to reschedule. So the reschedule right now is for tomorrow and it's going to be for tomorrow's update. Um, they're going to be doing, they're going live on their own at the same time slot. So it wasn't that he didn't flake on me. He just needed to reschedule a little bit. So that's schedule on tomorrow and tomorrow's a little bit easier on them. I'm cool with it, but it's still on schedule on track to do that. And then I'll be following up on some of the other two so I can get dates on when those are going to happen. So in tomorrow's episode, then Assuming that one goes forward as planned, that one's going to be the new cadence. It's not going to be the same as what I'm doing here. And we'll see where we're at with Satama as well. And then I will have a new token that I'm currently evaluating that I will be covering on that episode after I have my token guest on there. Take care.